it is very human to think about our own mortality. Yes. Is this like a self-fulfilling prophecy? Is this like a curse? Is this like, I think all of these things just start to just, I mean, they go through my head all the time. And I'm, I mean, is this, is this normal? Well, it's another year in the history books. Um, so I decided to pull a page out of my baby book from my first birthday. And um, ironically, my dad wrote something here on the bottom. So I had a party with my daddy, mommy, Nana, and Pop-Op Schmidt. I received nice presents and I gave out cake. Angel food with divinity icing. What is divinity icing? I have no idea. And champagne to my friends. Clearly, I didn't think of that at one years old. But interesting, this is me at my first birthday party with my mama. And for those of you that can't see it, I was a cute kid. <laughs> oh, man. Um, then, this is a picture that I took of my mother. Isn't she beautiful? This is probably... This is probably one of the last pictures. Well, I took this picture and this is probably one of the last pictures of her ever alive. She was 44 years old. And as of today, so am I. Testimony continued today in the most notorious criminal trial in Richland County history. Dr. John Boyle is accused of killing his wife, Noreen, and burying her body in the basement of his new home in Erie, Pennsylvania. The 12-year-old son finally took the stand. As I heard a scream, I heard a thud. It was about this loud. We, the jury, find the defendant guilty. When I was 12 years old, my testimony sent my father to prison for murdering my mother. This podcast serves as a type of therapy and reconciliation for myself. And it is my hope that it helps anyone who has experienced deception, betrayal, and dark trauma. I'm Collier Landry, and this is Moving Past Murder. And I just want to say a big thank you to all my people out there that have been tuning in 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern time. I go on IG Live every Tuesday to discuss the latest episode of Moving Past Murder. So I want to thank you all for tuning in. That's on my Instagram channel at Collier Landry. Check it out. I appreciate it. Uh, Brenda, welcome yes. back. Here we are. <laughs> hey, yes. I'm excited uh, to be chatting today because you have a really interesting subject today that I'm glad I'm part of. So one of the things I want to do in the show every week is you, you guys, my people reach out to me uh, when you see the episodes and you reach out to me on Instagram at, or, or Twitter, and I get these DMs. I want you to know that I, I read what you guys write me. So this week, a guy named Stephen Kerfus wrote me, and I'm gonna read you what he says, Brenda. Okay. So he said, Collier, I know you don't remember me, but I used to wait on you and your mother when I was a manager at Brooks Brothers in the late 80s. The two of you would visit the city center store in Columbus, Ohio. I remember your mother so fondly. She was a bundle of energy bouncing around with her ponytail. You can imagine my shock when I opened up the newspaper one day 
and saw that your mother's life had been taken. I look forward to following your podcast. Um, thank you, Stephen Kerfus, for reaching out. I get your messages and, um, you know, Brenda, it's really amazing when people reach out to me and they have these like really fond little stories about my mother. I mean, look, this guy worked yeah. at Brooks Brothers. My mother used to love to go to Brooks Brothers and my, my mother loved to shop, right? Yes. So, and I think we've, I think we've established that. <laughs> we have um, talked about that. You know, it's really wonderful when I hear the these stories come through uh, of the way that she impacted people. Just like he's talking about your mother's yeah. ponytail, you know, bouncing around, and it's it's always amazing to to hear to hear how she impacted people's lives. Even you know, even it's like okay, the guy works at a, at a department store. Like you wouldn't think that that was a big situation, but obviously, her just her presence really you know, really a bit left an impact on her and heartbreaking as it is, I, I, I suppose, because they find out that she was killed and, right. you know, there's another light in the universe that has gone out. Um, it, it, when I hear these stories, it makes me really happy. And, yes. um, and so reading something like this leads me into what I want to discuss this week. So as you know, Brenda, I am getting ready to have another birthday. Yes, you are. <laughs> and I am turning um, 44. Uh, yes. Which uh, is, I want to go gulp, but it's not yeah. really like gulp like I'm getting older because I think if I behaved my age, <laughs> I might feel that way, but right? I certainly don't. And I think there are plenty of people, especially women I've dated, that would agree. Um, <laughs> hey, at least you're honest. You know, a little self-deprecation is always, is always, you know, is always a good thing to keep yourself in check. Um, right. But what I wanted to say is this birthday in particular has, it's, it, it, ha it carries a certain weight with it. And the reason why is because I am turning the same age that my mother was killed at. Right. My mother was 44 when she was murdered. And I've been thinking about this my entire life and it's a little surreal when, you know, I, I begin to think about this and then, you know, I know you, Brenda, you have um, also thought about this because you lost your father at that age. Yep. He was also 44, which is crazy and ironic that, we both have that same connection, losing a parent. And I can't imagine when I hit 44, the feeling that I had was like, whoa, I cannot believe that's how old he was when he left us. Because at that age, I didn't feel like I had lived yet. You know, I had still so much more I wanted to do and see and be and, and my son, and I have a son, you know, um, as well so you know that's just crazy and and i know you're feeling that as well you know because you've just really started to live and yeah yeah and i think that's the thing that we were we were talking about the other day is yeah this is the this is absolutely it, it's a it's such a weird you know i you know, I'm trying to artic articulate this properly, but it's such a strange and surreal thing to think about because here I have spent 
the majority of my life. Since my mother, you know, was taken from me and taken from us in this world. Right. Right. And it's been spent to sort of not let her death be in vain. Right. right. And to be able to spread a message and to be able to create something. I mean, the thing is, is that, you know, and a couple of weeks ago I had interviewed um, Ray Novoselsky and Melissa McKinnis came on and right. somebody, one of the listeners that was listening made a really interesting point on, on YouTube. Mm -hmm. They said, you know, here is a, a woman seeking justice for her son. And here was a son seeking justice for his, for his mother. And they both just, their worlds have collided. Right. Yep. And it's like, that has been my whole life. Right. And, you know, making the film a murder of Mansfield, talking about the film, traveling around, doing a Ted talk, being on television shows, speaking at universities. And then now as I've morphed into the last, you know, this podcast for the last, you know, half a year, nine months, really um, is like the next extension of that. But it's interesting you say like, you know, I guess I think about it a lot. Like, do I feel like I've really lived? Right. I feel like a lot of times when I think about myself and my age and where I am at in life, I, I, I feel like, I feel like I, I feel like I'm just starting again. And, and, or I'm just, you know, it's, it's like this, I don't know. It's really hard to explain because, you know, I think about like, if I had a normal path, right. That, that path would look like, okay, you get married, you have a kid, you have kids. And then, mm -hmm. okay. I mean, if I had had children at 25, 26, let's say to use round numbers, they would be turning 18 right now, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, or 17, they'd be in high school. And I think that a lot of people like, when they get to that age, they're like, well, okay, I've done this stuff and now I'm going to have my career, but you know, they have their career for another 20 years or whatever that is. And then they go into retirement and that's what their life looks like. Right. Whereas me, I feel like I'm just still starting I, and I, and I, but I don't know. I mean, what do you think? I don't know if that's because of what I've been through or if that's just a, like, I, I, I constantly, I constantly go back and forth in my head of this weird, like, it, like, is this what life is supposed to be? Is this what life is? I, am I receiving life <laughs> how I'm supposed <laughs> to, but also yeah. like, am I, it, 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 I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm a little. Well, you know what? I don't think there is any type of normal anymore or that there ever was because everyone's journey is their journey and we all think that life is going to be a certain way and if you play by the rules and you know you follow the path that you think that you're supposed to have with getting married having kids you know career college whatever it might be that in your world and based on what your parents or your family has taught you that is the normal that's you know what your experience and your perception is and when that doesn't go like you think it's supposed to then you feel like there's something wrong with you and I don't think that's the case I think everybody's journey is different 
And I think that we all end up where we're supposed to, and there's a reason for it. What that reason is, maybe we'll never know. But, you know, you're a good person. You're constantly helping other people. You have an amazing doggy named Blondie who is 17. Who has a who has a birthday. Yes. You know, like a week later. Yeah. <laughs> She'll and be yeah. 17. Isn't that crazy? And, you know, and it's like, so you, in a way, do have a child because you've oh, raised yeah, her. Sure. and. And she is very set in her ways, and she has her way of doing things, and and she is now the boss of you, which is fantastic, and of course. Of course. God love her. But no, I think that you're doing amazing things. You're on this path now, and you're helping others with your film, with your podcast, and I know your mother would be so proud. I'm sure if she could have a conversation with us, she might say, well, I certainly didn't see that coming, but... You know, what you're doing is amazing. And and she would have to, I know that she would laugh if she saw you in forensic files when you're on the stand and how animated you are in telling this story. Like, oh no, this happened. And it was like this. And you were just very matter of fact and you were going for it. You weren't going to back down for nothing. And yeah, I was going for it. That's you were. for sure. <laughs> you were 12 years old and you solved her murder and you wouldn't take no for an answer. And you were going to make sure that she was avenged, basically, is what I felt. I'm like, there's a little 12 year old superhero happening right now. And that to me is just amazing. And so as you turn 44, you should be so proud of yourself because I know she would be. And I wish that I would have known her because hearing comments like Steve, who worked at Brooks Brothers, remembers her all these years later yeah. and you know made a point to say something. And so I'm really hoping that more people that are catching on to your podcast and the story and that knew your mom and knew you, I hope they'll reach out and, you know, hit us up on social media and let us yeah, know. Yeah, I, I mean, tell us the I, I mean, that's the, that's the thing is, is that, that, that's like the one, you yeah. know, that's the, the definitive, like, ancillary benefit of all this is right. because I don't, I don't know all these things, right? And my, yeah. with my family abandoning me, both sides, right? And with that whole situation, you've got, it's got its own little whatever, right? Yes. But then these people come out of the woodwork with these stories and with this, like how my mother impacted them. And this part of it is like, am I going to have that impact? Will I have that impact? Do I have that impact? Have I had that impact? Or have I had that impact just because of her? Like it's, it's, I don't know. I mean, you know, like when it, not that I think about this a lot, but like, you know, it, it is very human to think about our own mortality. Yes. I think it's just a very human like quality. You know, we just, we, we think about our own mortality, but I've been thinking about this same mortality for like 30 years now. And I am just, it's just this whole, am I going to make it to that age? Okay. What is happening? Am I going to die at this age? Am I going to, you know, I mean, it's a real, like, am I going to be killed? 
Like that's a real thing that goes through my head. Like that is, you know, I don't mean to be graphic or dramatic about this, but that is something for sure that literally goes through my head. Am I going to make it to 44? Am I going to make it through 44? Or am I going to be killed? Is, is, is there something that's going to happen? Is this like a self-fulfilling prophecy? Is this like a curse? Is this like, I think all of these things just start to just, I mean, they go through my head all the time. And I'm, I mean, is this, is this normal? Like, I mean, what is, what do you think of the audience? What do you guys, is this normal? Do you guys think about this type of stuff? Yeah. I hope not, but maybe it is more, maybe I'm way off base and I'm overthinking it. So I'd love to know. I'd love to know in the comments. I'd love to hear your DMS about this because I'm, I'm at a loss because I don't know what's normal. It's, it's so funny because speaking of that, like normal thing is there's a cousin that's on my mother's side that has recently reached out. He saw the New York post article, right? And like saw the newsstand New York Post article, which is so weird. It's like, oh, you get oh, the newspaper? Wow. I mean, this is just like That's so crazy. Cool. But but he reached out and he's doing a genealogy about the family. And I had reached out to so I've over the course of the podcast, I've because of that, I have started to sort of rekindle a relationship with one of my cousins on my mother's side that I knew growing up. You know, he's a few years older than me. His sisters were the ones that were molested by my father. Right. And, you know, as I said, that that whole side of the family harbors this complete anger towards my, not only my father, but also harbors this anger towards me. You know, it makes no sense. But, no, you know, and he was explaining this to me, but he, he said, he said something to me and it, about, because this, the same cousin had reached out to him about the genealogy and he goes, well, you don't think it's like, don't you think it's like weird? Like some random guy just calls you and says he's related to you. And he, and, uh, and it starts asking you, you know, questions and wants to do a genealogy. You don't think that's strange? And I was like, no, <laughs> but I, but I, but I, but I, my re first reaction was like, bro. Like, who are you talking to? Yeah. Like, it's like, do you not know my life? But and the reason why I'm saying that is, is, is obviously my perception of things is very, is very abnormal. And like, that doesn't bother me. I don't get creeped out by it. I go, whatever. And, and, you know, and look, you've, you have most certainly said to me at times, like, call your, you're a little too trusting or call your, your like, you know, that person or whatever it is. Right. You know, so maybe I'm way off and this is where, this is where I'm still trying to figure myself out as, as an adult yeah. is, is because of what happened to me, what is skewed my view of the world, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that I'm very glad that it has not skewed my view of the world in a negative way where I'm not, you know, doom and gloom. Everything is bad. Life sucks. Life. I, I think that everyone gets the fact that sort of my whole message is, is that things can be better and you, you can make it through these, you know, yes. challenging adversity. Right. At the same time, I'm wondering if it's just because I'm just so mental in that way <laughs> that like things that should be normal to like the normal human being back and forth every day of like, Oh, that doesn't make sense. Or, Oh, I'm a little, whereas I'm just so accepting of it because I just like, there is no sense of normalcy in my life whatsoever. Right. And is that something? And, and, and as I carry this through to like the next year of my life and being this, you know, four, four year, right. Um, mm -hmm. am I approaching life in the wrong way? Like, should I be more guarded was my mother's life taken? I mean, these are the things that I think about. Like, what was she killed because she was too trusting of my father? 
you know, and I know that she would make jokes with her friends because they told me that she would be like, oh, well, you know, when he shows up that night on December 30th mm-hmm. with my grandmother, which is his, his mother, right. you know, she says, oh, well, Jack is supposedly, she said to my aunt, she's like, you know, uh, well, he can't kill me tonight because he's brought his, because his mother's here. That was like the last thing she said to her. It's oh, like, God. yeah. And it's, I'm thinking to myself, like, So I mean, your, that's my Was your grandmother sense. there when it happened? Yes, she was. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thanks, Grandma. <laughs> you know, so it's it's like wild. I'm just like, okay, and either you go, oh, thoughts are things or whatever, self fulfilling prophecy. But is it again? Is it like, did somebody, did she, you know, mm. she made that joke, obviously being cheeky, because my mother had a very good sense of humor about life. And right. I think that's one of the things that's like, been passed on to me so she could just sort of take a piss at herself and be like oh he's not gonna kill me tonight because he brought his mother of course you know like who says that first of all right and then it happens and then it's just you know and i make jokes about stuff like that all the time like you know even when i think about like i go mountain biking i'm like well okay i'm gonna go try to you know break my neck on the mountain or whatever i'll try not to die today right maybe i shouldn't say things like that maybe I don't know. I mean, I know that's why I brought up the life alert. You need to take something uh, that will like send a beacon out. If something happens to you, (laughs) I do use a Strava app. Strava app does that. Okay. good. All my friends I ride with, we all do it. If we're going out riding, it sends this little thing. We have our little buddy list. It tracks everything. So good. The marvels of modern GPS are at work, but no, but seriously, getting back to what I was saying. So these are the things that are constantly going through my head. Like, as I'm sort of staring down the barrel of this, of this new year, right? Mm-hmm. Is this all I'm meant to be on this planet? Like, is it 44 or bust <laughs> or 44 and bust, or is right. it 45 or bust, you know, or is it, you know, I mean, I don't, I'm most certainly not ready to check out. <laughs> um, I feel like there's a lot more to do. Because I feel like I'm just starting my life. Like, I feel like, okay, I made the film a few years ago. And then that was like, okay, that's done. Okay, check off that list. Okay, did that. Okay, great. Uh, okay, you know, that was like 2019 when that was done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it was right before the pandemic. Then we go into a pandemic. So that, you know, that, that, then that's a thing. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, now I'm on the other side of that, you know, or, or I think we're all collectively on the other side of that. I hope so. Jeez and or getting there right you know and then there's this whole other thing of okay now okay now i've started the podcast okay so this okay check this off the list okay these are the things that i'm doing and there it's reaching people it's impacting and okay let's write some books okay let's do that okay good check that am i running things am i running out of things to check off the list should i start expanding the list or does the list end at 44. like these are the things that constantly go through my head and i don't know if this is because of trauma like are there other people that think about these types of things that go through trauma because i feel like me personally and i was talking about this on an interview the other day but i just remember being asleep december 31st 1989 i hear the footsteps of my father walk down the hall and they stop at my doorstep and my door was always open when I was asleep. I always left my door open. I still do. Um, and I could, as I'm snuggled there as a little boy, I'm looking this way. And it's just after I heard the thuds and the scream and everything, and I'm laying there just frozen and I'm just looking out of my peripheral vision and I can see foot feet in the doorway. 
And I keep thinking about if I just did. And I know that's, you know, dramatic or whatever, but if I just looked up, would I even be here? Yeah, I wonder. And this is the shit that I think about all the time, all the time, every day. I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about like, what happens? What if, what, you know, so I'm already feeling like I'm on borrowed time <laughs> from 11 years old on because right. I'm thinking, okay. And then I think about the second time my father, you know, wanting to take me to Florida after I had been working with you know, the police and Lieutenant Messmore and, and found the picture of the house where they found my mother's body and all this, like while all this is in progress. And, and then I realized that I think my father is like figured this out because I was doing all this as he was in transit back and forth from, you know, uh, uh, Erie, Pennsylvania, right. To Mansfield, Ohio, which is like a four and a half hour, five hour drive, I guess. So as he started to figure it out. So then is that like, you know, it's like a cat has nine lives. Okay. So didn't look up in the doorway. Okay, great. That's done. Okay. Didn't, uh, okay. Then didn't go to Florida with him because I got yanked out by children's services, you know, protective services. So that didn't right. happen because I was scared that he was going to kill me. He, like, that he found me out. Cause I was literally living for 25 days or 24. Yeah. 25 days in that house constantly under duress like he's going to figure this out and i'm going to be next you know and i'm trying to put on this facade of like that i don't know anything or that i believe his story of mommy you know rushing on. i can remember and i don't even know if i've ever talked about this i can remember my father sitting down to like do a brainstorm session with me about and, and my grandmother about all the places that my mother could have gone right hmm like all these places that she could have, you know, could be. And I remember saying, you know, mommy always wanted to go to Toronto and, uh, and go shopping. So maybe she went to Toronto, Canada. He's like, Oh, that's a, yeah, maybe she, yeah, she's probably in Toronto. Like all these like things that were happening, knowing that he had murdered her, <laughs> knowing that that was a thing that he had done a crime that he had committed. And he's just like playing on with it. And it's just, it's, and I think about all this and then, you know, people, there have been viewers and there have been people that have asked me over the years, like at the same time, do you feel that you are your, uh, that you could do this to another human because your father did it? I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I, I don't, I don't think I could do that. I don't think it's in my DNA. I don't, I don't, I, I don't think it feel like it's in my DNA, but technically it is in my DNA, right? So does that mean at age 46 or 47, I'm going to go to prison for something? So these are the things that I constantly think about. I think that this is, you know, this is something that is, it's like a, a side effect of trauma is yeah. you, 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 you constantly, I, I mean, this is the shit I think about. I want to do a book called the shit I think about. This is the shit I think <laughs> about on a consistent basis of just, what I mean, I don't know what to I'm say. I'm sure. I'm sure everyone has, you know, strange thoughts or wonders. You know, my gosh, my parents were like this. I wonder if I'm going to be that way. And you know, and I wondered the same thing about 
you know, when my son was born, you know, who is he going to be most like? Of course, I'm really happy that he's my mini me. And um, <laughs> yeah, he so is. that may, you know, that's great. He totally is. Uh, but uh, you just don't know. You don't know. We don't know. You know, we don't know what the future holds. We can't, you know, determine the future or predict the future. We just have to go with each day by day and try to live our best life and try to be our best selves and that's all we have control over the rest of it we have no control over we could get hit by a bus tomorrow you just don't know and I don't think I'd want to know because then you'd be obsessing over it oh geez I'm gonna die this year on this day and then that's all you would think about you wouldn't think about all the things that you want to do or you know fun things and you'd be obsessed with the negative and how it ends yeah that's a good point and i wonder like yeah i wonder if like, people that lose a parent normally like and by normal i mean you know the parent passes which is not normal but like they get into a car accident and they die so then if that happened when the parent was 38 or something and these people were turning 38 do they think about that i i would think so right mm -hmm. so i don't think even though i feel like so abnormal in my thought process i don't think it's as abnormal as i think it is it's just i think my circumstance is a lot different but right. i think that perhaps anyone could sort of get down that rabbit hole it's very true I mean, here we both have parents that passed at 44 years old, and my grandma is 102, and she's still going. So, you know, you just don't know. Yeah. Don't. Well, uh, I think everyone <laughs> knows in this podcast that sometimes it gets dark and deep. Yes. Deep and dark. And so, uh, we don't want to disappoint yeah. Yes, we kind of go there, don't we? We don't want to disappoint. So and, reach out uh, to us and tell us some positive stories. And for sure, I want to hear all the yes. positive stories. Brenda, your your phone died. Sorry, stupid phone rang. Oh, the phone rang. Oh, yeah, you got to turn that off. Um, yeah. So, um. So I think now, like if we if there are people out there that knew your mom and have stories that they can share with you that they can reach out about i think this would be a great way to celebrate her 40 you know celebrate my her birthday this year your 44th and my, my mother's her, birthday so i'm born on february 28th she was born on september yes, 28th september 28th that's right so yeah. so um with your birthday and I think my dog, and I think my dog that we had was born on like August 28th. And I remember my mom used to make a joke that, I, that, you know, Collier was born on the 28th. She was born on the, on September 28th. The, the dog was born on the 28th. And then my father was born on May 1st. <laughs> <laughs> He's not part of the club. Sorry. He wasn't part of the cool kids club and he knew he it. Just wasn't. So yep. never was never will be, but that's okay. I'm sure I will get an email from him for my birthday, yes. which we'll have to read on the podcast. Yes. Maybe you should remind him. And I need to get, I need to get, I need to get 
back to reading the my father's letters too which we're going to do in future very upcoming future episodes for sure because those you know when i do get reader or do I, when i do get feedback from you guys everyone responds to those letters so much because they seem to really give you guys a peek into the world of sociopathy mm-hmm. and psychopathy and narcissism and 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 sadly sadly these things speak to a lot of you guys because a lot of you guys are struggling with things and 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 dealing with mm-hmm. that type of behavior is exhausting it's confusing and it is frustrating and it's just it, it, and it, any little bit of a window that i could give you into that behavior that that helps you guys or helps anyone makes me feel really good for sure but uh yeah I know. anyways and i know we all love you know getting the comments and every once in a while when someone mentions me in something i'm like oh well they even noticed what wait thank you <laughs> You're funny. Somebody missed me? I know. It's exciting to have people speak up and talk about, you know, anything at this, you know, at this point. We just love hearing from people. And I know you especially, you know, from family members that you didn't know were really out there that are reaching out now. And I love that so much for you. It's really cool. It's a very cool cool. thing. I think think my mother, you know, one, one of them wrote me over the weekend and said, you know, I was thinking about this after I listened to your last episode. And... I, I think your mother would be really happy that I reached out to you. And I was like, yeah, of course she would. Yeah, she would. I was like, you were actually questioning that? And like, are you, were you serious? Like, <laughs> so it's a good, it's just yeah. all a really good thing to be able to, to just hear from these, these people that were in my life in a lot of ways yeah. that I didn't even realize were there that were still wondering and caring just like this gentleman who worked at the Columbus city center, which my mom loved to go to. I don't even know if it's even there anymore. I think they might've torn it down for all I know. It was a mall in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, But yeah, hearing these things, it just, it just, I don't know. It really, it makes me feel very close to her. And that's cool. So thanks, Steve. Thank you, Steve, Steve Kerfus. Um, Well, on that note, I'm Collier Landry. And I'm Brenda Fisher. And this is Moving Past Murder. Thanks, y'all. This podcast is made possible by support from listeners just like you. Please subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible. Find us on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Collier Landry. All of these help support the conversations. And if you want to go a step further, we do have a Patreon page. We also have a PayPal link to donate to the program, which helps keep the lights on and keeps us delivering the material that I feel speaks best to you, my audience. The film A Murder in Mansfield is available on Investigation Discovery, Discovery Plus, and Amazon Prime Video. This podcast is a production of Don't Touch My Radio in association with RSA Entertainment.